0: I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on drill music content and controversy. There is a controversy that's been developing around the drill rap genre of hip hop music. And a lot of it has to do with how real the connection is between violent lyrics and real gun violence that's taking place on the streets. Some people say it's just music, it's freedom of speech. Artists have the right to say whatever they want to say. Some of them are reflecting the reality in their neighborhoods. Other people on the other side are saying the music is coming under attack because our elected officials, our government, cannot keep the streets safe and cannot keep the kids in school. So they are out on the streets. So which is it? We're going to talk about this with our guests. Joining me for this episode of Street Soldiers, Chuck Kreekmer. He's the CEO and co-founder of AllHipHop.com. Chuck, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: We appreciate it. Also with us is Charles Tucker, Jr. He's a criminal defense attorney and former prosecutor. He's also the managing partner of the Tucker Moore law group. Charles, thank you so much for being with us. Pleasure to be here, Lisa. Thank you so much. Uh, Chuck, when you see this big debate that is happening right now, especially over the lyrics and the nature of drill, which can be very intense, very violent, a lot of gang references. What do you think is going on here?
1: Well, I think that we're seeing what is basically a sign of the times. I think we're seeing the merger of hip hop or a darker form of it, a different form of it, but still part of hip hop merge with social media and YouTube and the visuals attached and the fact that things are not necessarily getting better in our inner cities with our kids and beyond. So it's sort of like a perfect storm of everything that's going on now, in addition to the school systems and the the, the harsh realities that a lot of these kids are faced with. And then when you put all that and stir it in a in a pot, so to speak, then you have a a hotbed for every and anything to happen. So I think drill music is 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 still like we've always been saying, a reflection of what's going on in the streets and in the minds of our young people
0: charles in terms of you defend people who are charged with these with various cases as well as fighting for the rights for artists when it comes to their music and getting compensation and all of that the um in, in terms of what you're seeing happening do you do you feel there's some kind of connection between the music and what's happening on the streets
2: oh absolutely uh the sad reality you know, goes to a lot of what Chuck is talking about in that you know, the issues that plague our streets and our communities is a lack of uh, placement ability for our youth for, for positives, uh, positive things, you know, a, a lack of connection with schools that you know, are not offering them a future. So they're taking matters in their own hands. They're using the music as a venue to vent uh, and, and in some instances, you know, pursue what they believe is a career uh, and they're manifesting, you know, in ways that leads to crime and other things and law enforcement is become, you know, is, is still, you know, reactive and we haven't gotten to the measure where we're more proactive. You know, where we're working with communities to in order to prevent some of these crimes. Uh, We're working in the schools to give these youth something to look forward to, a future and a chance to stay out of jail and hopefully uh, stay alive.
0: Chuck, Chuck, in terms of the, uh, we we saw recently in New York, uh, two aspiring rappers, 118, 122, who were shot and killed in the streets and what police say was gang related, uh, gang related activity. One of them, the younger one, had serious criminal charges on his record and was actively involved with a gang. The, is the music giving a vehicle to these gangs to get money and also to you know, use their influence in negative ways, do you think?
1: Well, that's, that's a good question. And, and, and I'll, I'll be honest in saying, I don't know all the ins and outs of drill rap. It's, it's not my preferred um, form of hip hop, but I will say that this is historically the music business it's indelibly linked to other activities outside of the music. So if you look at the mob connections to to music in general, we know those roots are very deep. And I think we've seen recently that a lot of rappers are authenticated by their ties to the streets and their ties to figures in, uh, in gangs and other activities. So we're not, always, you know, 100% with that, but we do know that people in general gravitate to that type of energy. You know, there's a rapper in Brooklyn named Coda the Friend and, you know, we're not talking about him right now, you know, but he's extremely talented and dope. So I think that generally we have a, uh, a fascination with crime, a fascination with um, um, mavericks in general in American society. And I think that this is an extension of that.
0: Charles, what about the role model effect? Because a lot of these artists, you know, they're they're there in the streets. They're in very gritty. A lot of the videos are in very gritty circumstances, recognizable places, showing specific locations when they want to plant, you know, plant the flag there or start a beef there. And then all the jewelry, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of jewelry. There's there's that element too. Do are you concerned at all about them being these negative role models for kids.
2: Concerned to say the least, you know, pardon me, Lisa, last time I checked, you know, when when rap was, you know, big in my era, you know, East coast is where it started. You know, we didn't follow any Midwest, you know, or West coast, you know, East coast is where it was at. (laughs) So this is, this is new to me. Um, I'm like, you know, we're following what, but it's interesting because, you know, the things that the youth are being attracted to, you know, it, to me is, is, is short-term gain, right? But again, it's only because there's a lack of, a, you know, an alternative, right? You know, the, the school systems, you know, during the pandemic, we saw the, the inequities in our school systems play itself out but it's not because we didn't know that these inequities occurred or or exist Right. Uh, it, it, we weren't doing anything about it so you know the youth are looking for something and then you know they're using the monies and the guns you know when, when when in reality they're looking for an answer you know they're they're just as lost as any other kid you know in the suburbs looking for stuff you know and you, and you see the the oxy uh, cotton and all the drugs and the genetic synthetic drugs that are going on in the suburbs because they're looking for answers. So our kids are, are suffering in the exact same way. And until we put some real life solutions and, and make sure that it's something that works with the community and not in isolation and not on high, law enforcement can not cure the ills in our community with our youth. We have to collectively work together and partner up and, and recognize this is a real problem.
0: All right, we're going to continue with this conversation, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by a DJ who's worked with drill artists in Chicago. Stay with us. This is Street Soldiers. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, what up, y'all? This is Lloyd, the King of Hearts, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people, only on Hot 9-7.
0: You did. Welcome to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about drill music content and controversy what's it really all about and is it to blame for some of the violence that we have seen happening in our streets joining me for this conversation chuck creekmer he's the ceo and co-founder of allhiphop.com chuck great to have you with us
1: thanks ma'am
0: thank you so much also joining us is charles tucker jr he's a criminal defense attorney and managing partner of the tucker moore law group he's represented artists as well as people facing serious charges Uh, charles thank you so much for being with us We appreciate it. Okay. And also with us is DJ Sean. He's a mixtape and hip hop DJ and a drill music producer based out of Chicago. Sean, thank you so much for being with us. Yes, ma'am. Sean, let's start with you in terms of the, when we use the term drill music, what are we really talking about here?
3: Drill music, um, we're stating um, basically the artist or artistry, um, basically speaking of gang violence or such as smoking on, you know, whatever, just the drill music alone is its own era, meaning gang affiliation, I'd say that.
0: Right. so you you were in Chicago, Um, you've been in Chicago and were there when, like almost a decade ago when this whole yeah. thing first started to happen, you got your finger, you know, you got your ear to the streets, like what's the beats, you're in the clubs, you're on, you're out there, hearing, okay, what are people really feeling? What's really going on? What was it like back then as this this music started to take over in Chicago?
3: Um, Back then, um, uh, 2011, so basically 2011, 2015, um, that era was basically, you was categorized about who you messed with or who you was releasing music with at that time. You couldn't, mess with the affiliation of another gang or anything. So, you know, that was kind of a, a standstill point.
0: So you had to be careful with who you were, like who did you have to, was it so serious that you had to be careful what records you played at certain places?
3: Yes, um, I did have to be serious, especially as a DJ, cause I was um, on the road, I was doing um, I was doing different, different events, you know what I'm saying? So it'll be a different crowd. It'll be a different crowd inside of that, you know what I'm saying, inside of that party. So if I play like a song from this side of the team or something, I get like a look in the crowd from people, you know what I'm saying, doesn't get the vibe, but like cut that song off. Or just me knowing the affiliation or what city or town I'm in, just don't play that song, you know?
0: So, so you had to play, do your playlist and according to what the affiliations were.
3: <laughs> yes. Do my playlist according to the booking.
0: <laughs> but what about the, what about the, what about the drill sound? Is it the beats that make it drill and the, the energy, or is it the, is the actual uh, content?
3: Okay. Um, that's a great question. It's actually the content. Um, some, some drill artists, they like making music and making music videos, you know, with, props as well you know what I'm saying so that triggers off the drill sound and also of course the beat as well you know what I'm saying it gives a different type of adrenaline rush to you know specific people so
0: and, and Chuck in, in terms of the in terms of where drill is right now you have you know the, the whole Chicago which which is very gang affiliated very geographic like almost it seems down to the block there's that slang that was adopted here in New York. But it seems like in terms of the top tier drill artists in New York, you know, following, trying to follow in Pop Smoke's footsteps, they're trying to get more mainstream into mainstream hip hop. Is that, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really an interesting sort of contrast. You have this really, you know, just really gritty, you know, some say it's inspired by, you know, death and, and, and really violence. And then you have some of them, Fabio, for example, is working with Alicia Keys. He's also worked with Nas, and they they're they're really getting a lot of mainstream traction. Um, Bobby Schmerda is extremely popular still. And so we're seeing things sort of sort of shift. But I think on the street level it, it's different. You know, on the street level we're seeing a lot of these young folks um, and by the way, when I say young, we're talking teenagers, you right. know. Like 12,
0: 13, 14. 12, 13. Yeah. Right.
1: So, I mean, I was looking up Little Mouse and I'm like, wow, he's 20 he's something years old now. So Little Mouse is a, 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 one of the youngest uh, drill rappers from back in the day who doesn't really do it anymore. But, you know, he was deep and um, it was a big deal when he first jumped, jumped out there. Now he's, you know, a young man. So a lot of this is predicated on you being a younger person, which I think is key when we start talking about the conversation in the schools and in the homes and and the real issues, right? Because to me, drill rap is really a bit of a distraction to the real issues that we're facing um, and our young people are facing in the community.
0: Charles, we're also at a unique point in our history where we're coming out of this pandemic, there's a lot of pent up energy, a lot of anger, Tremendous amount of uncertainty, but there's also this reality this criminal reality that a lot of cities are facing not just New York, but around the country with a crime with a crime surge, with a lot of guns being out there. We've seen cases where where prosecutors have used uh, videos or lyrics to actually uh, as part of a case as part of evidence. How common is that and how can they do that.
2: Well. It's funny, I was thinking about that aspect of it uh, early this morning, I think, in in a lot of ways, social media has opened up uh, a bandwidth for law enforcement and prosecutors around the country. It's almost like giving them evidence, right. you know, I've, I've had a couple of cases, not only on the state level, but in federal court, where my clients, you know, in, you know, have made videos, you know, uh, and I'm Defending them as best I could uh, in some regards of what the law allows, uh, you know. But the limitations are huge because you know we know there's no limitations and there's really no laws or current laws in effect with social media uh, and all these platforms. You know that's problem number one. Uh, and two, when uh, an individual willingly puts stuff out on social media, there's no expectation of privacy. And you know you pretty much give law enforcement uh, a green card or pass to use it against you. You know, so you've given up in some respects your your your, your right to remain silent uh, and your right to not uh, do anything to self-incriminate you. Uh, and then when you're putting and creating videos and you're doing, you know showing guns and and other paraphernalia that has been associated with crime, especially on in different state statutes. We, it, we it really that
1: there's yeah, it, been,
2: there's been act, active
1: uh, police efforts that have you know the basically the hip hop police that have been around for a really long time and they yes. still exist you know they were following Nipsey Hussle as well yes so, you know we should we should recognize that as well and I'm not undermining what you're saying I'm just simply saying that these um, efforts have been trolling my site for years in the message the comment section. And the community, and so I think that again, if you follow anyone closely enough, you're going to find some things that 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 are wrong. Just like the cop that follows you and waits for you to switch lanes without signaling, or whatever the case may be. So, but,
0: but Chuck, isn't it like 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 this? I mean, the, this Brooklyn, recent Brooklyn case that th- these were really very young teens, and mm-hmm. they're making the video. They're using real guns. That yeah. the prosecutor, that Brooklyn DA Eric Gonzalez said, were used in real crimes to shoot up a Sweet Sixteen party and kill kill a, a, a young girl and, and a college student that had I come know. home for the party. I mean, that's like, isn't that like self snitching? You're basically handing them the case.
1: But, yeah, but these a lot of these kids, they're, they're not. Listen, even their OGs are young. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they don't have the proper level of OG. To tell them the basics right now, you know what I mean. The so OGs and, yeah,
0: like 20, that, can me,
3: be like twenty one, right? And I, I'm gonna piggyback up uh, what he said. Um, structure, OG, it's OG now. That's the same age as you. But how can you how can you do that when there's no structure in the streets now? You know. So that goes back into before our time. You know, until now to 2022, it's just everything just transpired differently and people gave off the wrong message back then so now it's just everywhere.
0: It is all right we're going to take a short break this is street soldiers I'm your host Lisa Evers is social media playing a role and is social media helping to stir up the beef and do they need to be responsible for their actions as well that we'll find out what our guests have to say when we come back
3: Yeah, yeah, what up, what up, what up? This is Styles Peter Ghost, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 97. Yeah, Ghost told you so.
0: Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. We're talking about drill music content and controversy. Is it a case of, here we go again, a genre of hip hop being blamed for what's going on in the streets because they can't seem to fix the real problems of gun violence and young people, young, I'm talking early, young teens? Um, who have no place to go, no programs, and basically are not really wanted or welcome in schools. That's what we're talking about with our panel. Joining me is Chuck Creekmer. He's a CEO and co-founder of allhiphop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us. Good to be here. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Charles Tucker Jr. He's a criminal defense attorney and managing partner of the Tucker Moore Law Group, representing artists as well as criminal defendants in state and federal cases and uh, involving music and lyrics as well. Charles, thank you so much for being with us.
2: Happy to be here. Thank you, Lisa.
0: Thank you. Also joining us from Chicago, DJ DJ Sean. He's a mixtape and hip hop DJ and a drill music producer. Sean, thank you so much for being with us.
3: No problem. My pleasure.
0: Sean, in terms of the the role of social media, because you've been a DJ for a while, have Mm. you seen a lot of artists are using social media to get hot, to get their music noticed, correct? Um,
3: Yes, uh, currently, as of today, yes, currently, due to the fact, um, stream-wise and TikTok, um, there has been so many songs um, now that's getting popular off TikTok dances and everything. So, yes, I agree, streaming-wise, is plays a big point of a song getting hot now. Instagram as well, you know.
0: And, And what about what you've seen in Chicago with, like, the use of social media in terms of the street beefs? Have you the seen use of, that?
3: Yes, the use of social media of the street beefs here is I want to say scale to one to ten, a ten. Due to the fact um, these artists get so caught up in their career or whatever they are used to, you know, or whatever they ha- they have grown up in, they usually tend to put that in their music videos or whatever. But forget the fact of the criminal aspect of it you know um these people these people will shoot a video inside of a park in their neighborhood and that's just incriminating your own self you know what i'm saying but right. they're not thinking about that fact as as you know
0: as they're around. doing it they're just which which is incredible and they're just doing it charles is this, is this part of the is this just today's version of the old it's the, these these bad lyrics are causing bad behavior like we saw you know, previously in previous uh, generations of hip hop?
2: It's almost like Groundhog Day, uh, Lisa. You know, I feel this is, you know, a scapegoat opportunity to blame the lyrics and not look at the real problems that still exist in these communities. You know, juveniles, uh, just a different era, but they're faced with the same realities that, you know, we saw 10, 15 years ago when they tried to blame hip hop you know for what what played the communities if you don't fix the schools you don't create programs and opportunities for the youth this is what happens you know you have you, you unleash guns in the streets or you pipeline it into these communities this is what happens you know you don't you don't look at the the music to blame uh, blame it and cause you know uh, you know this is what's going on no the reality you know these gentlemen just spoke they understand, you know, it's not because if you take if you fix the problems, then the reaction would be different. Right. But I, I and when a problem exists for so long, Lisa, you'd have to ask yourself, are they really concerned or are they more, you know, bent on just carrying bodies and keeping something uh, for the police to, to do?
0: And keeping that system open and and the whole uh, the whole jail. Yeah, the whole the whole prison complex as well. Chuck, but the, the, this is also different with the social media. This isn't like waiting for somebody to, to drop a CD and then you know, there's, there's a lag period and then certain things were played or not played on the radio station. This is all like it, everything's happening in real time.
1: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's happening in real time. You don't have a time to cool off. You don't have time to strategize. You don't have time for your label to release the song with you or a mixtape or go to the pressing facility to press it up. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there that rappers were shut down from doing uh, in the past that were, you know, they intended to do because of gatekeepers and things like that. So- um, There's no
0: gate now. There's not even like a gate now.
1: Yeah, be very clear. Your favorite rapper did something really dumb that was shut down somewhere along the the way. Right. So uh, social media also, we have to kind of acknowledge the algorithm. We know now that positivity doesn't push the algorithm. It doesn't move the needle. So if if you get on social media and you yell at someone or you get mad and you start barking, um, you get likes and you get views and your post, your comment goes to the top of the comment section. You know, so we we need to recognize there is some accountability,
0: manipulation, manipulation there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You can if you're nice and you're, you know, <laughs> selling flowers, you, right. you may not need as much you to
2: get no stuff. love.
0: No yeah. love at all. Sean, what about that with the music? Because I mean that, that that's that's definitely true. Like the more extreme the music, the more violent, the more aggressive. That gets yes. a lot more view, and, and a lot of DJs have told me that too, and so music producers are like, "Listen, we can put out a love song, like even like like a, a, a relatable, up-to-date love song, and yes. it'll get 30,000 views. They put a video on there that's got guns and, and you know got guns in it and some kind of beef, and within like 24 to 48 hours, there's over a quarter million views.:
3: I know some some people, well, most people, majority people, say that all publicity is good publicity. But in some ways, people have to think because if you're doing, if you're getting that amount of likes off of a video with guns or whatever, that's the type of people you're going to create as your fan base as well. So it's a different stage, different level of artistry, you know, if you want to, you know, make it in the music industry.
1: Most people are warriors, by the way. You know, most people want to live vicariously through these rappers, you know you're not a violent felon and you play video games, (laughs) One, but you don't necessarily wanna go out and live that life. So we're seeing a lot of people that are jumping on YouTube to live Chief Keef's life, even though they don't wanna do it.
0: And don't wanna live that whole, Charles, what what about the the cultural, like the cultural, the broad cultural landscape? Because you look at our American uh, popular culture, whether it's movies, whether it's TV shows, a lot of those things are the most successful ones and longest running franchises have to do with crime have to do with violence you know have to do with with those types of, of subjects so is that why the, this this form of music has captured people's attention so much do you think
2: well well first they thought it was going to be you know one and done right when it first hip hop you know they really didn't pay attention to it right but now it it captures 15 minutes in prime time on Super Bowl Sunday. And arguably one of the best shows ever. You oh, hip hop you're everything. talking about, yeah. Absolutely, right? right? But the 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 underpinnings in, in of our culture, yeah, you know, it's part and parcel, the sex, guns, and violence, those three need to be part. And if you look at any of the top movies in the last 15, 20 years, they've had a large portion of that, right? So the the happy stories, you know, family, everybody lives. Right. Ooh, you don't you don't that's not a box office smash.
0: People don't you want know. to see that. Exactly. Right. <laughs> And same it. thing with the song. We're going to take a short break. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this.
3: Yo, what up? This your homie Ace Hood, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real poly tricks, and real people only on Hot 97.
0: Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. We're talking about drill music, content, and controversy, breaking it all down for you with a great panel. Joining me is Chuck Creekmore. He's the CEO and co-founder of AllHipHop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Also joining us is Charles Tucker Jr. He's a criminal defense attorney and managing partner of the Tucker Moore Law Group. Charles, thank you so much for being with us. Pleasure to be here, Lisa. We appreciate it. Also joining us from Chicago, DJ Sean. He's a mixtape and hip-hop DJ, worked as a drill music producer as well. Sean, thank you so much for being with us.
3: My pleasure.
0: Sean, over this time, since you first got involved with the Chicago drill, has the sound there there evolved at all? Or the content even?
3: The drill sound overall, I want to say it has evolved, but it has evolved in a way as um we're trying to change Chicago. I want to say it's evolved in a way we're trying to change the drill pattern of people dying or people just seeing like verbal uh, verbal abuse throughout their music because it's and Chicago here is just um, a retaliation process. So every, every time something happens, it's just something, a retaliation of something else. So we trying to, we as Chicago, and of course, New York as well, everybody, we're just trying to change the drill era. If not you, know, you still be drilled and not rap about, this artistry.
0: Right, the, art, the artistry to it. Um, Charles, in, in terms of the freedom of speech of the artist, there's been talk, uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams made some comments that at first people thought, oh, he's trying to, to censor uh, drill music. He's trying to get these social media companies to pull certain artists off the platforms because he referred to how Donald Trump got pulled you know, banned from Twitter. Is that a free speech issue? I mean, or is that even is that even realistic with these social media companies being so big?
2: Yeah, I mean, good luck on that. You know, um, uh, it's huge. Right. But but I think, you know, I love the mayor, you know, and and his efforts, but you know, I think more effort should be put into fixing the other issues, right? Let's address the one, the schools. A lot of these teenagers, they need to be in schools, right? Because you want to give them a pathway to a future. Let's fix the schools, right? Give them an education that actually produces them an opportunity at a better life. Let's fix the problems in the communities, right? Let's stop, you know, building uh, basketball courts with, with iron rims. Let's put libraries and interactive places that give them something, maybe even something that actually, you know, builds studios. You know, right. let's do create studios and give them an idea of how they can. There's like 16 different jobs in a studio. Let's right. teach them, you know, uh, you know, things like that. And I'm just coming off this topic of my head. I'm sure the mayor has a full uh, executive staff that could do the exact same thing. Let's be, come up with more creative ways to fix problems in the communities and stop using these scapegoats ideas.
0: And Because it, because it, especially the boys, and I'm saying boys like 11, 10, 11, 12 years old, that's such a critical age. This way they have something to look forward to, something to get involved in that's giving them a connection with the culture, but not exposing them to the, you know, what could be the pitfalls In the streets sean in in terms of the mute in terms of making money off drill because there's people that are making millions and millions of dollars without being played on radio stations how is that possible
3: it's possible due to the fact of the underground industry okay um underground meaning uh, the fan base okay i could say this the social media it could be underground, based off social media. The world sometimes don't know an artist, but the artist has the world attention. Which meaning, it could be two million people, but there's another five million plus that doesn't know this artist. But there's two million people that knows this artist. He's not as popular mainstream, but underground. Everybody listens to him. So underground meaning, on mixtapes or you just basically heard the song in a car or somebody played it and you're going to YouTube right. to play it underground
0: and then they can so they're they're getting money off YouTube views right and then they can can they upload they can upload their song on any of the major major streaming services yes, or how does yes. that work how does that work yes
3: now in um, 2022 um, when i came back to chicago 2011 from 2011 to 2016 there wasn't like any streaming platforms at all, iTunes, it was there, but nobody wasn't uploading through streaming platforms. We was doing, you know, my mixtapes, live mixtapes. That's the main one everybody usually go to. But um, there, it wasn't any Spotify and everything. So nowadays, currently, um, you can make a song, get an artwork, put it on, upload it yourself, get streams yourself.
0: And then start to, start to make yourself hot so people get noticed. Exactly. Yes. Ma'am. Chuck, what, what about that method? And also, what about the role of the, of the music executives and the, 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 rec, the music industry in, the, in this whole problem, too? Because it's, it seems like there have been a few cases where there have been artists that got very hot, the way Sean was describing about underground, and then they get a label deal, they get like a million dollars, but they're still living it, you know, they're still living in the same, same area, under-resourced community where, where they grew up in, and that's causing a whole bunch of problems.
1: Yeah, well, I think the the labels are going to have to rededicate themselves to the artists and really show that they care and respect the Black community and others as well, who are essentially, you know, cash cows for them to enrich themselves and really treat them like they've treated others in the past. I remember, you know, DMX, for example, one of my favorites, you know, he had a whole sort of ecosystem around him to protect him. Although he still got in trouble, he still had a ecosystem around him to protect him and understand that he was of value. And I think we have to get back to that to really recognize that these kids are of value, whether they're a rapper or not. Right. On on a very basic level, we have to put our hands on these kids in a positive way and bring them up, from from where they are mentally. And then I think a lot of times the physical conditions might change around them as well. And one thing I just wanna note is that, you know, hip hop has always predicated itself on uplifting the community. If you look at where we started as a community, you know, hip hop really came out of the worst conditions in the Bronx and today we're still doing that. So I'm working with a lot of people, uh, an organization called Raising Kings in Delaware, where we're raising young men into kings. And then also in Newark, New Jersey, there's Principal Akbar Cook, and he has a whole program that addresses the violence with the young people in his high school. He's a principal. And this is happening, and these narratives are not necessarily always being shared widely, but do understand there's a whole consortium of people out here that wanna see change in our communities. Now, if we can get the police and the media on board to change their narratives, like for example, the New York Post repeatedly called young black men thugs over and over and over and over. If we can stop that narrative and call them young men or young kings even, which I know will never happen, but changing- Well, you the don't line-
0: know, you don't know.
1: Yeah, well, let's change the language and how we refer to people. And then maybe they'll start to look at themselves differently.
0: Absolutely. Sean, any any, uh, advice for people trying to get into the music business now?
3: Um, Yes. Uh, Advice I'll give to anybody who's trying to be successful in the music industry is just um, work on being versatile. Yes, because right now, there's just a lot of non-unique activity going on so just come in the game with something different you know and that's just always going to prevail Promise, just be different
0: eventually the the uniqueness will will win it will
3: get the world the world will receive and the world will give yes
0: all right Charles final word in terms of in terms of where you think we're going with this whole you know with the lyrics the the criminal part of it the artistic part of it where do you think like would be the best case scenario for us to go as a society? That's a big question, but that that's big a final question. question.
2: Well, you know, I think kudos has to be to these young artists. I mean, because you brought up the, the point earlier, Lisa, in regards to you know the, the the monies that come in, you know, from all these record deals. You know, so I, I say kudos to these young artists who are now using social media in a novel way, right? Because they cut out the middleman, right? And so I think for for the first time you know I, I defend a lot of artists and we're fighting over contracts and who got what 10 or 15 years ago and how the distribution still you know they they seem to always get the short end of the stick right. so kudos to these young artists who have now using social media again in a novel way to kind of level the playing field so to speak and give them an opportunity uh to get in and and what they're they're just do so but on the bigger issue, you know, the crime and, and, and the things that are plaguing our community, I think we just have to stop looking for scapegoats. You know, the lyrics are, the, are a reflection of what they see, their environment. You want them to rap about something different? Change the environment. You know, let's fix the issue. Stop talking about it and let's do it. You know, we've become so evolved and so sophisticated as a society, we can do anything. You can come up with a COVID vaccine in less than, you know, and it was an African American sister who, who came up with the vaccine, right? right? We can do it, you know? Right. So, yeah, as Chuck pointed out, you know, we come from while well, others were, you know, rubbing two sticks together, to try to create fire, we had, we were building pyramids, coming up with math equations they still cannot figure out. Teach that history into schools. And I believe me, our young youth will feel empowered. To rem- to know that their history is one of kings and queens, and there's legacy and riches uh, in their history, something they should be proud of. Maybe they'll start rapping about that. I wonder if there'll be a problem then. All
0: right, <laughs> Chuck. Final word. Okay. My
1: uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. final word was just said, but no. Okay.
0: I'm, All right. No, you want to say? I'm, you want to say anything to add to that, real quick?
1: Oh yeah. You know, I I just think that. We have to deal with folks as human beings. Yeah. We have to deal with folks as if we cared, as if they were our brother or our sons, and treat them like human beings and stop demonizing people in a way that uh really uh feeds into stereotypes. You know, I love my young kings, my young brothers. They may be imperfect and our and our sisters as well. They may be imperfect, but they're ours, and we should love them and we should treat them like the the kings and queens that they are and the potential that they have they have just as much if not more potential than that kid in the suburbs but we treat them like they have none and that they're disposable so i want to see us really um you know groom them and shout out to mayno for stepping up with the mayor and really working hand in hand with the systems and the powers that be to bridge that gap
0: right and we want to thank mayno for his uh that exclusive interview with him where he broke it down what he's trying to accomplish he's been with us on street soldiers for a push for peace for many many years he's also done a lot of low-key negotiating and trying to you know mentor especially these boys and young men in difficult circumstances so big shout out to mayno and i want to thank our panel for being with us uh, chuck creekmer uh, Charles Tucker Jr. and also uh, DJ Sean. Thank you guys so much for being with us for this episode of Street Soldiers. And thank you for joining me. I'm Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind is your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace, love, and justice for all.